Welcome, Welcome, guys, gals, and and non-binary pals. Why do they hate Miranda? You're listening to I Couldn't Help But Podcast. Carrie is the fucking worst. An unofficial Sex in the City podcast. Hosted by Joe Daniel Montalongo and Paige Clarno. Charlotte, shut the fuck up. Sick. Potatoes, onions, bacon, sausage. I'm going because I was just going to say, what's a beef ass? <laughs> <laughs> Breakfast. <laughs> oh, that. You have to be cool and hip. Two things which you are. How do you not know what beef ass is? <laughs> no, I thought you said beef <laughs> ass. <laughs> you know, a good beef ass lasagna. Yeah, that's what I thought you were saying. That kind of doesn't sound bad. I mean... Depends on the ass, I guess. I mean, doesn't it always? It does. That's the title of the episode. <laughs> Beef ass. <laughs> or it just depends on the ass, really. Depends on the ass, really. Oh my gosh, you guys. Welcome to season six. Season six! Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> the final season! <laughs> Broken up into two parts. Broken up into part one and part two, or part A and part B, depending on where you're watching it. HBO, part A and part B. And part one and part two, if you're watching it from the old school Velvet DVD collection. Which only two people have. You and fucking Amanda Jenny Rieger. Jenny Oh. <laughs> yes, and Amanda Rieger. Three people. <laughs> so, um, happy new year. Happy new year, everybody. Happy How new exciting. year. How exciting. I hope you got finger blasted on the dance floor last night. I hope you make a bunch of promises that you'll keep three up. But you know what? That's still better. I'm proud of you. Not I, you specifically, but like them. You. The royal you. Fuck the royal family. <laughs> what are your New Year's resolutions? Um, I'm going to read a memoir slash autobiography every single month. I love it. I'm going to watch more foreign language films. I think I keep trying to get caught up in, like, American cinema history. Mm. And I want more shit that's not American cinema history. I want more Japanese films. I really want to focus on Spanish films. Especially, like, one, Latinx-based, but two, Mm Mexican-based. Because I just want to know more about that. I am a Mexican person. I want to know more about, like, my home country's kind of film. Right. And I'd rather not watch, like, Spain-Spanish films. I'm sure they're great. I'll get to them eventually. I want to see more Mexican or Latinx-based films. Just want to know where you came from. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's going to be really great. Um, I have more projects coming down the line. And I don't know. You don't my go- mean- I just always have goals. I don't really sp- put them aside for a new year. So I'm just yeah. like, yeah, my goals are my goals and I'll get to them. See, I love the construct of a new year. Like, <laughs> like they're clearly, you know, time is a construct and all that nonsense. Right. But if... Um, I just like the idea that it's like all that bullshit that just happened. It's done. It's over. Clean slate. Let's do this. What's next? I don't know why. Me every Problem. time I dye my hair. <laughs> this is it. Clean slate. Now what? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So. What do you have coming up? What are your goals? What do you hope to achieve this year? Um, I've been making a lot more abstract goals the last few years. So my goal this year is to try and figure out why I hate men so much and to try and not hate them as much anymore. Oh, okay. I was like, girl, we know why. <laughs> men are garbage. I know, but I have been on a, like, I want to say at least like six or seven month trajectory where I'm just incredibly, increasingly angry that I'm not a lesbian. We're on the same boat. <laughs> 
we're on the same boat. <laughs> I, I so that came a- off as a joke, but there are it's- several times that I'm looking. I'm like, why do men respond this way to the world? Yeah, it's upsetting. I'm upset by men's reactions to things, and I feel like I'm becoming like that that sad, angry feminist. That like doesn't even want a cat because what if they're male? Ew. Like I don't I don't want to be that person. I want to be a positive person. And so that's my goal is to try and really figure out why I started feeling this way and how to not feel that way anymore. Are you going to therapy? No. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna interview more men so that I can understand them better. What if that's your new project? It's understanding men, a page documentary. Men. I really want that to be um, an evolution of this blog that, or blog, fuck you, Paige. God damn oh, it. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> no, like, no, I'm talking to me. I'm you? like, Paige, what the fuck? What's wrong with you? Man, if we could edit that out, I would. Dumb. We can. <laughs> we can. <laughs> no, we don't edit things out. That's our rule. <laughs> no, I really want the evolution of this uh, podcast to be, um, like, differences between men and women and, like, interviewing different people about their experiences and why they react to certain things that happened in their life Mm -hmm. and see if they can like figure it out. We can just figure out why humans tick. (laughs) Good job taking on the whole of humanity's issues and problems. It's just be a cute, fun, lighthearted little thing. (laughs) Who knows? I might not even do that, but it would be, I think really interesting. I love talking to people about, them looking back on why they reacted to a certain situation. Mm-hmm. Like, because you can, you can look back on something that you did three years ago and be like, Oh, I was so dumb. I did this because of these reasons. But when you're like directly in it, you're like, no, I did it because you're a dick. Like, it's just nice to be able to look back retrospectively and figure out why you reacted the way you did. Hell yeah. How are you starting the new year? Are you flirting? Are you single? Are you in an established relationship? Um, I am still single and living in New York City. No. <laughs> Carrie Bradshaw remains to the last single girl. I feel like I'm going on a really so bad sorry. trajectory <laughs> with the last. I'm like identifying too much with Carrie in this, but no, I'm. Move to New York. What if that's in your next step? Oh my gosh. So at the end of this month, I am going to visit New York for the first time ever. Hell yeah. So please send me all your tips on how to get around so that I don't just force quit and stay in my hotel room to I couldn't help a podcast at gmail.com, please, because I know nothing about New York City. I have learned it all from this dumb show. Take a gun. I am not going to take a gun. I don't even want to take my laptop. Like, I know I have to take it for work. But I don't know. Not even that I'm unplugging. I'm just scared that it'll get stolen. I'm scared that everything will get stolen. I'm going back to, like, early 90s, like, New York City because I don't know. Fair. I'm like, listen, even Carrie got her shoes stolen. So what's going to happen to me? I'm scared a little bit. There's a movie I watched recently where a man flies out to a different city to see his son and he has a rent a car mm. and everywhere that they stop, he makes his, he makes him and his child carry all of his luggage. Cause like, uh, we're in a big city. They're going to steal my shit. Mm-hmm. I will not let them steal my shit. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, that's kind of dumb. And I was like, no, that's fair. That's my fear. I'm just mm-hmm. a small town boy. And anytime I go to bigger towns, like they're going to rob me, kill me sell me mm-hmm. they're gonna steal all my shit i'm gonna get human trafficked there are no vegan options yeah yeah <laughs> no vegan options i did however 
uh, go through Google Maps, <laughs> and I know every good restaurant surrounding my hotel. Okay. So I'm going to a different place every night. There's a juice place that's like two blocks up that's supposed to be really good, but they take a long time. So I know I'm going to have to leave early. Right. So that I can get to my conference. And then I love that I'm going to a conference because I feel like socially obligated to have an affair there. I think you should. Like, I feel like if you go to a business conference, that's the goal. Is to have an affair. Is to have an affair. That's why they're set up. Yeah. That's the whole point of conferences, right? Like, if media has taught me anything... It's that you're not there to learn. You're there to have sex. <laughs> right? Yes. Let's go <laughs> to conference. Or fall in love. I would love to fall in love in New York City for three days and then never see that person again. I think that's actually a beautiful story. Yeah. I want that for you. That's what I want to do. What if that's your lesbian streak? <gasps> That'd be great. What if you meet your own Maria? I love it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to try it out. I'm not. I'm not going to try out Maria. But... <laughs> Don't shut yourself I, down from opportunities. I just can't. Like, I want to. I want to be a lesbian so much. I know so many wonderful women. Man, if I was a lesbian, I would clean up. I would clean up this <laughs> entire town. Seriously, I would have so many wonderful lesbian relationships if I lived in just this town. But, yeah. Nope. I can't. I, I just... I can't get all the way there. Fair. I want to, but I can't. But I love all of you as much as I possibly can. <laughs> You're such a dad. I try so hard. You succeed. So you want to kick this off? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do season six, episode one of part one? I mean, I'd rather not, but that's the whole point. So let's do it. Let's get into it. Who do we so, want to start with? Well, first we're going to start with the title. Oh. Which is To Market to Market. Because it's all about... The stock exchange. Which is so stupid. Um, the synopsis is the worst synopsis I think we have ever come across in the history of the show. Because it just says, Carrie finally manages to set up a date with fellow author Jack Berger. Charlotte finds herself falling deeply in love with Harry. That's it. That's all of it. Because fuck wait. Miranda. Fuck <laughs> Samantha. Grew and uh, Samantha could have been the one that got replaced. So, well, Samantha, it's, it's always... I mean, hers was very thematic. Yes. Let's jump into her first. I can't wait until we read one of the plot synopsis that are like, there are girls in New York City and they fuck. <laughs> and I'd be like, yeah. Accurate. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my God. I, I've learned so much. Perfect. Wonderful. <laughs> You're wonderful. Yeah. Let's jump in. So uh, yeah, I think Samantha's a good place to start. I love Samantha's storyline here because it is very much not about sex. And then they have to like shoehorn sex into it. Yes. She is absolutely hating the gentrification of the meatpacking district. <laughs> I hate that sentence. It's Am correct. I, it's right. You are I, very correct. I just, that's, I, what a dumb fucking, I just, people are dying in the streets. <laughs> people are dying, Kim. I just love, I love that she is walking past her local gay leather bondage bar. leather bar there is a leather daddy holding his leather pup outside on a leash. Yes. And that's everything. That's my ideal relationship. <laughs> and she walks right past that to a sign that says, coming soon, Pottery Barn. Disgusting. And she's so upset. And I'm like, is this not like that meme with, like, the anime character and, like, the butterfly. And he's like, is this? And then they Ugh. replace it. I'm like, is this 
Reno's Midtown three years ago. Because everybody was like, I can't believe that you're taking away my crack house to put in Midtown Eats. <laughs> Still not worth it, I think. <laughs> I just, I, I love and hate the social bullshit behind gentrification. Yes. I like, what did, did you wanted it to, you wanted it to be shitty the whole, you wanted it to never change, never evolve. I think that's not the people's problem with it. I think the problem is that they do take these kind of lower neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. And instead of getting people to foster in their own neighborhoods and buildings from their neighborhoods, they bring people outside of the community, usually always outside of the state, Mm. to start opening things up. And then the people in the community can't afford to go to anything in the community. I think that's the problem. I think if they were like, we are opening new businesses and we're allowing you opportunities to like open your own restaurant, open your own barbershop, opening mm-hmm. your own thing. That would be super cool. Get back to the communities from which you are taking space. Yeah. But it's when you're taking space, fucking tacos cost $15 for no reason. Right. And I'm and, not saying that gentrification, all gentrification is good. Right, right. But I'm saying it's not all bad either. Yes. I just love how, like, as a society, we have. Gone from the kids of rent to Benny of rent. First of all, don't ever speak on behalf of me. <laughs> I am still a Mimi. <laughs> Listen, we're all Mimis, first of all. Uh, In our hearts. Some of y'all are Marks. Ooh. Hot take. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just, I like that rent is still kind of becoming relevant again because of gentrification of stuff. Like, that was such a weird, like, concept that we just had to fight Mm -hmm. back when Rent first came out. And now it's like, we're doing it again. (laughs) It would never stop. (laughs) It's so silly. Rich people love to take from the poor and poor people love to complain. Because what else are we going to do? Fight it? Yes. And that's what, that's all Samantha does is complain about... The gentrification of her neighborhood. Well, that's what's also weird, because Samantha has lived here for a season. Yes. And it's like everyone else's neighborhood, Mm -hmm. and she's the one who's complaining. I was like, God, you're such a fucking phony. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's That's where I was She's like, a pottery barn? Right. And the meatpacking district? I was like, shut up. They're catering to your white ass. Yeah. Yeah. You're part of the problem. Mm Mm-hmm. And (laughs) she's complaining about it all the way up until a giant... SUV, Benny style, pulls up. Oh, is it a Hummer? A Hummer. A Hummer. Not a Range Rover, sorry. I want a Range Rover so bad. (laughs) Um, Pulls up, and a clearly Wall Street tycoon young pup comes out. Also very hot. He's very attractive. As much as we don't like him, he's super hot. Right. He's... And, and he's got money. He's got so much money. And so she says, oh my gosh, hold the door. And then she comes by later with a care package that includes handcuffs from the bar next door. Which I'm like, that is adorable. I love it. I love the idea of like a welcome basket that includes things from around the community. Yes. That's super cute. And I love that that's handcuffs. That's what I'm going to do from when I move now. I love it. It's perfect. It is very perfect. I like when she gives him the basket, and he had just gotten out of the shower, so he's only holding on to his towel. Mm-hmm. And he's like, here, take the basket. And he's like, if I reach for that basket, my towel will fall. And she's like, listen, I know what I'm about, son. She's like, I'm no fool. <laughs> and then he drops the towel. He has a great booty. Mm-hmm. 
and they have sex. Yep. I am very disappointed in the lack of um, penis in this show. Yes. They have every opportunity to show penis and they don't. They're afraid. Even this one, he weirdly grabs the basket and immediately sets it down in front of his jug. Yeah. So when he turns to face the camera, yep. it's covered. Awesome it's like, you fucking style. coward. <laughs> show us your dick. Show us your dick. You signed up for sex in the city. You're going to show your dick. Also, give us more labia. Yes. But they almost never do that. Because that's, like, invasive. <laughs> they almost never do boobs, either. Like, yeah. I feel like nine times out of ten, they're wearing their bra and, like, nothing else. I'm like, why? Also, the ugly Aren't bras that don't, hot? like, fit. Yeah. Like, I hate it. <laughs> let your titties fly. Yep. Let your balls fly and let your titties fly. Let them out. So, naturally, Samantha has sex with this man. And, naturally, he is high from just coming and gives her a hot stock tip. Listen, I never do this, but, uh, what is it? Elon Cosmetics is going to skyrocket, whatever, whatever, like, bullshit it was. And she writes it down. I'm glad that she's smart, though, because if I was ever hooking up with someone from the stock market and they're like, hey, you should invest in this. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what does investing mean? How do, do I go to a bank? <laughs> do I have to go down to the credit room that you guys were all at? Yeah. Ew. No. I'll stay home being poor. <laughs> yeah. And then she's... So she's having sex with him again, uh, and cops burst through the door to arrest him for insider trading. Insider trading. What does that mean? So insider trading says the girl who barely understands the stock market. You know more than I do. You can um, at least tell me what what we were is doing. basically what he did. Like he told her what was going to be coming up so that she could invest in it, mm-hmm. and that is illegal. Why? Because. If everybody did it, then it would negatively affect the stock market and cause it to crash again. The stock market is the, like, I understand it, but I don't understand it. I don't understand it at all. Like, I don't understand how there's so much, like, money that's there, but money is not there. It's not real. And it's only us saying, here's how much power we're giving to something, but it could occasionally not work out. I don't understand yeah. stocks. So. At all. The way that I barely understand socks, and I am going to say this right now, please do not take any of this to heart. Do not, like, I, I barely know about this. What I, the only thing that I know for sure is that when a company, quote unquote, goes public, that means that they're, um, that they're never going to, like, their their company is public so that they can't do anything they want, basically. Because they will have stocks and shareholders. And those shareholders have a say in what they want to do with the company. That's a, if it's a lot. Yeah, if it's a private company, you can do whatever the fuck you want with it. But, but isn't you that go, also bad? Um, yes. Both are good and bad. Okay. Um, but you can buy stocks... In the company. And if the company does well, then your stock will go up and you can sell it for more money. So let's say that you bought a stock at $2 and then it became a wildly successful company. You could then sell your stock to someone else. You can't just let it go. You have to sell it to someone else. How do you sell it to someone else? You have a stockbroker and they do it for you. God, this is annoying. This is all made up. I know, right? It's You're making money off of... If a different company does well or not. Yes. For why? I That's is the part that I will not understand. And please, I want to tell everybody who's listening right now, 
don't write in. I don't care. Because <laughs> here's the thing. I know, I know I have a very limited idea of what the stock market is, but I also truly don't want to know. It's- like, my mom bought me shares in Cheesecake Factory. Look at you. And every once in a while, they will send me a check for a whole 19 cents. Why? Why is this worth it? Was it worth her, like, so that I could get dividends at the end of every year and I would have to go to fucking H&R Block and they're like, hey, did your stocks make any money? And I'm like, well, I did make 26 cents on Cheesecake Factory. And then they laugh uproariously and continue doing my taxes. Our money can be invested in another place, like back to our community. I guess. I mean, I think you can. I think you can just, like, say, hey, stockbroker, anything that I make off of this stock, donate to this. That's beautiful. That's delicious. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. Why does it matter if it crashes or not? It's not real. It is real because you have given money to that company to survive. So let's say... Oh, I thought they never received any... I thought that money was all, like, floating. No. So, like, let's say that my $2... (laughs) Welcome to Sex in the City podcast, where we fucking talk about the stock market. Two dumbass people who have no idea how it works are talking about the stock market. God, we look like idiots. Yeah, no, it's terrible. But we, so like, let's say that the Cheesecake Factory goes under. Okay. I'm not getting that money back. Why? Because they went under. They had to file bankruptcy. They had to close down. And you put money into it. And I put money into it. That money is gone. Okay. So this is why there's people that will that will play the stock market like it's a card game in order to make money for themselves. So like when the stock market crashed, and this is the world's worst podcast, I'm so sorry because I don't know what I'm talking about. I know I don't. But I feel Girl, like that's been the entire show. I was not knowing what the when, fuck we're talking about. When this I my understanding of it is, my very basic understanding of it is, is when the stock market did crash in twenty nine. Um, in the 20s at some point uh, when the stock market crashed like it caused the Great Depression because so many companies went out of business so many people had stock in those companies and lost money that they needed to survive how did it crash? what does it mean when it crashes? is my question I don't know I really like the I think what it means is that basically like people traded too much or like traded poorly so that like things weren't worth as much anymore this is the worst i am so sorry i don't know anything okay Paige doesn't want to know i want to know how this is real (laughs) this doesn't make any sense to me (laughs) tell them to email you directly i don't want to see it at all in your subject line can you put listen up dumb bitch i'll know it's me um i just don't I guess it's, it's not even worth the point, but the whole point of the, this episode specifically is that everything is back to the stock market and your value is up, your value has plummeted, you're high, you're low, whatever. So I, I, I know enough contextually to understand what they're talking about. It has just been something that I've never cared to figure it out. It always seemed like it was rich people making more money, but also rich people losing money. Yes. And so I'm like, well, I'm never going to be rich, so I never have to worry about this. People I know have stocks, and I'm like, what are you doing with this? And like, you sit on it, and then money comes back to you or it doesn't. And I'm like, that's that's weird. Do you just want it into a checking account? They're like, no, high risk, high reward. And I was like, right, but high risk, high reward okay. when it comes to the stock market means that we can lead to a Great Depression. 
mm-hmm. which I still don't know how it works. So people were investing money in the Great Depression. No, people were investing money into the stock market. <laughs> For some reason, the stock market crashed. So all these businesses went out of business. Mm-hmm. And none of us had money. Where did all that money go? I don't. Why did they go out of business? It might not have ever been there. I don't know. Again, I know nothing. How did this? This is the only thing I know about the Great Depression too. Is fucking grapes of wrath. So I'm imagining like these people like on wagons, Mm -hmm. just in an empty countryside, like the Dust Bowl. Mm -hmm. So then I'm like, wait, what is the stock market then? Because like they didn't have computers. I mean, you just didn't... Like, businesses... Where did they congregate to yell? <laughs> Where did they congregate? Who rang the bell? Who rang the bell? There was no bell. Or probably, like, an actual physical bell instead of a button, which I was also let up when Carrie went to go ring the bell, she pushed a button. Yeah. That's... Ring the fuck! I mean, it is, though. Like, it, it, it was, like, an actual bell that it used to be anyway, so I was kind of surprised. Is that the Will Fargo bell? Is that what that's for? <laughs> it's the Liberty Bell, and that's why it broke. <laughs> Because we rang it? No. I'm, because of the I'm, stock market? I'm making that up. I'm so sorry. The Great Depression allowed fucking uh, Nick Cage to find the Declaration of Independence in National Treasure 2. Where is the Liberty Bell? Was that in New Hampshire? Pennsylvania? Is that not the same state? I don't know. <laughs> American history with JD and Kate. Who the Can we? fuck knows? I think that'd be fun. I want. I don't want to be in charge of it. I want someone else to have a history podcast. I'm sure it's out there. I just don't listen to it because I don't give a shit about history because like, I'm obviously an idiot. Like drunk history? No, just like someone be like, hey, did you know that this happened historically? And we'd be like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> like, what's the stock market? What is a wagon? What, what the is fuck is this? dysentery? What is dysentery, though? Do you just shit yourself until you die? <laughs> you shit so much that you get dehydrated and die that's unfortunate that is very unfortunate i would like to unsubscribe to that what's a how do you find gold how do you just know how do you find gold you go to the river (laughs) with a pan and (laughs) you take the 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 dirt that's running through and you sift out the sand who do you give your gold to america (laughs) (laughs) who decides the value of gold gold is ugly Gold, gold's value goes up and down depending on how much of it is in circulation at the time. What do we need it for? Money. Because <laughs> that's when, before we had, like, pieces of paper. But now we have pieces of paper. Now we have, we have pieces Venmo. Of, but no, pieces of paper would represent what was in the bank for us. But then what does owning gold do for you? Right now? Not Ever. much. <laughs> this is such a fun podcast. Oh this is our spin-off. Is I want spin-off. you to explain to me things that I've never understood. And that I don't either, but I'm just grappling. The Louisiana purchase. <laughs> no idea. Who did we purchase it from? Did we purchase Louisiana? Or did we purchase something else from Louisiana? I think it was probably just more of a trade. <laughs> And then settlers, you just come over here and you're like, this is my land. How do you decide how much land is your land? That's what I never understood about far and away. I'm like, who's, why are you guys giving out the land? Who are you to say? What if I just put a stake and then I'm like, oh, I want 6 billion acres. And they're like, no, you get this money. I'm like, that was but the- I put my stake here. <laughs> that was the Wild West. It was like, this is fake. Maybe that's Also, where- when was the Wild West? When we first got here. 1970, 16 something? With the gold rush. Yeah. 
That was like Wild West. What did we do between that and Wagons in the Great Depression? Because I thought they were the same time. No, the Great Depression was definitely not the same time. But as we had wagons. <laughs> no, because the, the Great Depression was in the 30s when we yeah. had cars. Did we? Yes. Why were people in Grapes of Wrath traveling by wagon? Because they were poor. Who had cars? I thought we were all poor. No. Didn't you ever watch Great Gatsby? <laughs> uh, yeah, and I hated it. Because I thought they had too much money. And no. it pissed me off. I'm done. I'm done talking about, <laughs> about American history right now. Okay. I, well, I, I have, have questions about Chinese history, if you're open to that. Oh my God, I need to no. know. No. Also, the Alamo, why do we need to remember it? I don't get it. <laughs> oh, God. I can't. I can't. We need to move on. Samantha and then we have to have together. a we have to have a separate one where someone explains science to me. Oh no! I and then can't. I'll teach math. What if we just start our own college, a podcast where I'm like, here's how math works. College the podcast. Math is real. Math is a college. Until you don't have real numbers. I can't. And I still don't know why we. Why do we need imaginary numbers for? And what situation would I, a common peasant, need to know imaginary, imaginary number. numbers? Fuck off. No. I can't. We're moving on. So, Samantha, this is my question. Okay. About Samantha. So, she's having sex with this guy. They bust in. They arrest him. She seems way too excited about this. I think she turned him in. Really? Yeah. That's my my, my hot take on that. What was she gained from that, though? Fun. It was just fun. <laughs> she's, just, she's just a villain. She's just a chaotic demon, man. Like she I just, like that. It's she's just witchness. like, whatever. Plus, like, he really did do um, illegal stuff. Like, what he did, she knew was illegal. But who could prove it? Who could prove that he did it? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's how... Um, What's-her-face went, went into jail from? Richard Martha Stewart? I thought she went to jail for not snitching. She went into jail for insider trading. She had people that she worked with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't I realize hope- that I never knew why she went to jail. I just, <laughs> she, I said, yeah, she went to jail. Mm-hmm. That was just the truth in my life. That's adorable. Crazy. Yeah. Did you watch her in Justin Bieber's Roast? No. Incredible. I want to, though. She's great. Okay. Back She's to the you. greatest person that has ever gone to jail, I think, maybe. Mm, I don't know. My mom went to jail once. <gasps> just kidding. She never got caught. <laughs> I was like, what? My mom's not that dumb. <laughs> so that's Samantha. That's it. Just all of American history. Did she, did anything happen to her? Did she make money? I don't think that it's important to the story. So they just never addressed it. That is so stupid. Yes. Yes, it is. Okay, so. But she just seems so like, huh, laissez-faire about him being arrested that I feel like she did it. I feel like she turned him in. This will be my final question about the stock market, but it does relate to this episode. Okay. So. If she were to invest in a company that he illegally told her to invest in. She would go to jail too. Why? Because she did it. That's insider trading. Do you Whether you stocks? receive the information or whether you give the information and do something with it. Do you lose your money? Yeah, probably. Who does that money go to? America. <laughs> I hate this question. I don't like... I my Sim City would never run this way. <laughs> I would never. <laughs> it is a socialist city. Everyone is happy in their jobs. Whether you're a janitor, whether you're a baker, whether you clean up the streets, whether you're a doctor, everyone's like, I would love nothing else than to be able to provide you my goodness. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to have fucking brokers. 
No. Who are there for a made-up job in a made-up position to talk about made-up money and currency for nothing. Yes. Where some of us are imaginarily richer than other people. Yes. I'm mad now. I'm so sorry. Let's move on. It's not you. It's this country. It is. I mean, I think it's just the world at this point. Fuck it. I want a different galaxy. <laughs> I want a different galaxy. Let's move on to Miranda because she has Miranda. nothing to do with the stock market. So we'll like have some cool down time. Thank you. <laughs> so Miranda is still incredibly uh, bitter about being a mom. <laughs> yes. No one has ever been more bitter about being no a mom. No one has ever been more bitter. And like the thing that makes me the the most like what the fuck about Miranda is that like it's not like she didn't have choices like she could have just if she really thought that she was going to hate being a mom this much I don't think she did she did she had choices she's a no, lawyer no no I meant I don't think she thought she wasn't gonna hate it I think oh, she thought she just thinks that she thought it would be fine that the nanny would take care of well, everything n- not necessarily I think she's one of those people she's like I have suffered enough I have gone through enough things that if I'm ready to commit my love and heart and life to one person that things will work out fine that's fair and they probably they do they will work out fine for her mm-hmm. but it's this beginning stages where anybody no matter how much you're looking forward to being a parent it's fucking hard yeah because babies are dumb and they're mm-hmm. one objective in life is to kill themselves and you have to make sure that they don't kill themselves what do they do they roll over on their bellies and then they're suffocating what do they do they can't drink their own water they're gonna dehydrate and die also you can't give a baby too much water because then they're gonna get full and then they don't eat and then they'll die or you change their diaper otherwise they'll get dysentery and infection and die or they'll get a rash and then they'll die you can't have them out in the sun because then they'll die they're too much work i'm sorry i can't i can't with babies um but yes she is she is still super, super upset about being a mom, and she is also the, I wrote down, the crown champ of pushing people away. Uh, isn't it fun? <laughs> I was watching her live her entire thing with Steve, and I was like, oh my god, I'm looking into a mirror. Yeah, I hate it, because I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do that, I do that. Like, I feel like my, um, my I hate men phase right now is just, be- like, is just another way of pushing a relationship away. Mm. I can't be in a relationship if I hate all men, right? So, here I am. That's crazy. Yeah. In three years, I'll know exactly what I'm talking about. There you go. We'll talk about <laughs> it on the pod. Everybody's I have the same problem, and I think that's why me and Challen didn't go as far as we necessarily could have. I think there were certain points where I was just shutting it down. Hmm. And I, I think I was cognizant of it, but I was like, okay, but here is where I'm justified. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just like, why not go all the way? I still think I'm justified, but I'm like, but also... Why not take the risk? Like, isn't that the whole point? Right. High risk, high reward. Shut up. Don't talk to me about the fucking stock market. I will kill you. <laughs> no more. No. No No market for, for Miranda. No more. No more. No so, more. So, yeah. She's no totally more. pushing um, Steve away. They're having, like, fun. Like, she accidentally gets poop on her forehead and he wipes it off. And then she chases him with, like, the poop thing. And they're, like, this cute, adorable little, like, family. He says um, to Brady, he was, like... Tell, um, tell mommy to leave daddy alone. Yeah. And she freaks out. Completely freaks out about mommy and daddy. And basically kicks him out of the house. Just like, why are you here? Why are you here reading a fucking, you dropped off the baby, get the fuck out. And you know what, though? I will absolutely 100%, I love her so much for being open about this. She goes to Carrie and she says... Shit, I'm in love with Steve. Ugh. 
And I love that Carrie's like, she's she's like, yeah, I, I mean, I knew. I didn't think you knew yet. So I was just keeping my mouth shut. And I'm like, that's a good friend. I love that moment in friendships where <laughs> you, like, you've always kind of known something, but you're waiting for that person to be able to meet you at that level. Because if you tell them before, they're going to reject it outright mm-hmm. and possibly even self-sabotage. Yep. So then when they come to a realization and they're like, I just came to this realization. And you have to be like, yep. yeah. Yep. I mm-hmm. mean, like, it was pretty clear to the rest of us. It you're was, the only one who had to catch up. Which is never the thing anyone wants to hear because then you're like, oh, I'm just, sadly, I'm a fucking fool. Right. Yeah. No, nobody likes to hear uh, the idiot thing that they did. Yeah. <laughs> but then you also have to come to the fact, like, yeah, you're being an idiot. Yeah. You're standing in your own way. I think that if we're just, like... If we would all just as a human race be okay with the fact that, yes, sometimes we're just going to make mistakes and that's the way that it is and we need to own up to them, we would all be, there was so much less stress. If people could take responsibility for their actions, <laughs> I think we'd be in a significantly better place in the whole world. Yes. Oh my God, we saved the world again. God damn it, we're so good. Ugh, I'm so still good moving galaxies. Fair enough. <laughs> so she realizes that she's in love with Steve. She decides to take him on a date. Because she's going to tell him. Because she's going to tell him that she's in love with him. And he starts out the date going, you look really great in that dress. And she's like, oh, thank you. And it's so fucking sweet. And then he says, do you have a date later? And she's like, no, it's just the dress. And then he says, hey, listen, I know why you were upset with me last week. It's because I've been annoying and I've been around too much. And don't worry, that's not going to happen anymore. Because I'm, st- I started seeing someone, and it's getting pretty serious. And I gasped, and I, my heart broke. Because when you are a stubborn mule like Miranda and myself, when you realize that you have made a mistake and you're about to own up to that mistake, and you were faced with something like that, where you're like, "Nope, you were an idiot, and now it's too late." Ugh, heartbreaking. It already took so much energy to get up to the point where you're going to admit that you were wrong about something. (gasps) And then to, like, have to be like, nope, gonna have to take this one to the grave. That's great. That's wonderful. And she does. She's like, everything that I said, I didn't say. Yeah, to Carrie. Carrie's like, well, I can't ignore it. Like, you said it and I'm gonna confront you with your own issue. And Miranda's like, no. Nope. No, the fuck you're not gonna. Yeah, because it doesn't matter. Because she now feels like she deserves to be alone. I agree with Carrie, though. I understand Miranda, but I agree with Carrie, where Carrie's like, I'm going to say the thing that you don't want me to say, yes. and I'm going to look away so I don't look at you when I'm saying it. Mm-hmm. You should have told him anyway. Yep. You still can. And Miranda's like, nope, yep. nope, nope, nope. Gotta yep. shut it down. Yep. And here's the thing. I understand that. Yes. Because... They have a baby together. They're going to have to be with each other for the next 18 years, no matter what. If the baby lives. Jesus. <laughs> so fucking dark. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh my God. I just missed my rant about how babies are trying to kill themselves. <laughs> Okay. They grab things on the shelf and pull things through their face. They're going to die. They so always want to touch fire. They're going to die. <laughs> with any luck they're for the next 18 live. years, they're going to be stuck with one another. And if she says to him, listen, I love you, he's going to say, she's going to be afraid that he is going to say, well, I just told you I don't love you anymore. And then 
they have to live with that awkwardness for the next 18 years. It doesn't have to be awkward, though. It doesn't, but, it, but she'd we make, make it she'd yes. make it awkward. And that's what I get. And then that's me more me going back to the, why don't we take responsibility for our actions? Because I think you should be able to do that. Obviously not in a like intrusive way, like, I love you. You are meant to be with me forever. This is what we have to do. No, no, no. Mm. But just giving some part of you to someone else and saying, this is how I feel. This is where I'm at. Mm. I'm sorry, we're not at the same on the same path right now but I do want to open up to you because you are an important person in my life you are the father of my baby and we will be spending the next time with you mm-hmm. I don't want to excuse me I don't want to keep things from you yeah this is a sudden realization that I got to I'm sorry that I'm late but you know and that's yours to do with whatever you want right and that's the that on that that's the that on that diddling ding 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 being like and then I found out that my <laughs> my stock went actually up and blah blah whatever yeah be like and then we met up we went to pizza and we <laughs> found out that maybe sometimes i'm just a dumb bitch and that's a that on that yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i think we should go to carrie before we go to charlotte i think charlotte had the most rich um storyline wildly this episode i like that i would have fucking done carrie before miranda that's fair but i like that you took it out of order oh she's always taking me by surprise Ugh. season six Full of surprises. Full of surprises. This is the year. Now we're talking about American history, the stock exchange. What a dumb fucking episode. <laughs> Imagine if this was the first episode you listened to and you're like, I came here to hear about Sex in the City. Why are these two ignorant people trying to explain the stock market to each other? Yes. Also, what system did you go to in school that it failed you so hard that you don't know that we had cars in the Great Depression? <laughs> I, the only thing that I learned, I learned about the stock market because they made us read consumer reports for kids in class. Who the fuck made you read these? The teacher. Why? Because it was talking about the stock market and the only reason I have any idea what the stock market's about is because they equated it to a race. So every new, um... Like new, I want to say new episode. It's not new issue Issue? of the of the magazine would come out, and you would see what the different stocks like where they were in the running in this horse race. And I remember that I think it was mutual funds was this little green horse, and that was the one that was fucking wild. (laughs) It would go up, it would go down. It was the high risk, high reward of all of the horses, and like people would invest in it. And I'd be like, you're crazy because you see how high up and down it goes. Like, it is not going to win this race. Motherfucker won the race that year. It was wild. And that's literally the only reason that I know anything about the stock market. I need to subscribe to the Consumer Reports for Kids, man. (laughs) I wonder if they're still around. (laughs) But But let me tell you, that's my base understanding. I watched The Big Short and Selena Gomez explained it to me. But then it was Selena Gomez, so I stopped paying attention. <laughs> I thought I understood it. I understood. Nope. Nope. I'm looking at it now, and I was like, oh, like, I, I was just wait. nodding along, and I understood that people lost their houses, and people were being mean, and giving loans <laughs> that they shouldn't have. Oh, that too, yeah. I don't Oof. know why That's a whole other thing happened. that I don't, that I can't speak well on at all. I don't understand how a housing market crashed. Like, there's houses there. Right. Why don't we just give them for cheaper? <laughs> Oh my god, I can't. I can't get into that. <laughs> Hold on, wait, wait. <laughs> if know. the problem is that people aren't buying houses, why don't we just lower the prices of houses? <laughs> Wouldn't that help the economy? Oh my god, I can't. 
I can't. I'm not answering that question. Why? I can't Just a it. little bit. No. We're Just going like spark We're moving version. on to Carrie. Would that not fix the problem? <laughs> then people would lose out on money that they used to build those houses. Okay, but then, like, that's losing, like, $10 as opposed to losing, like, $1,500 million that everybody else lost. So think about it this way, though. Like, what if your, like, your job came to you and they said, listen, we're not making as much money as we think we're making, so um, in order to make more money, we're going to cut your salary. I'd be like, fuck you guys. Take your, cut your salary. Right. But they cut your salary and then you can't afford anything and it's just the trickle down effect of awful. This is dumb! <laughs> okay, thank you. That's what I needed to hear. I'm okay. glad you humored me. So we start out this episode with the world's <laughs> longest I'm late montage. This was at the beginning of a movie. Yes, it really was. It was like a solid five minutes long, I think. She runs out of her house. She tries to hail a cab. That cab doesn't hail. And she has to keep on running down the street. She finally gets a taxi after running into 70 dogs because there's some wild-ass, like, Daniel Radcliffe dog walker kind of thing going on. Gets out of the dogs, gets into the cab. The cab gets stuck in traffic. She sees the subway. She knows she has to leave. She throws the money at the cab driver. She goes into the subway. She comes up out of the subway into downtown runs and just makes it to ring the bell at the New York Stock Exchange. Is there anything more New York than Could the opening? Could she have just walked in and be like, oh my god, I'm so sorry I'm late? Nope. Because they had to have eight tracking shots. They had to have music. They had to shut down a fucking New York street in order to film this beginning. I'm just saving the money. Yeah. Honestly, I should be an economist. Honestly, I'm saving people <laughs> money left and right. I want that podcast. Me as an economist? JD the Economist, the podcast. Don't invest money in anything. Boom. <laughs> Ever. And then someone's like, um, here's why that would be very, very bad. <laughs> I do. I want to sit down with an economist and be like, yes. here's what my solution is based off what you said the problem was. Uh-huh. And then being like, here's why you're a fucking <laughs> idiot and that would never work. Oh my God. What if things were just cheaper? <laughs> <laughs> what if things were just cheaper? Oh God, I can't. I can't with that question. I understand that. that I, I I get that that's... I know. I, I, inflation I, and bullshit. Which, which is also dumb, but whatever. Okay, thank you. Yes. I'm glad you said it All so I didn't dumb. have to. Money! Money is yeah. dumb. Money is dumb. So she rings the bell at the New York Stock Exchange. She has absolutely no idea what that means. Um, <laughs> no. She goes to lunch with the girls who also like just flit about it. Like It's the only time I think that this... Um, entire series manages to pass the Bechdel test because they all just talk about the stock exchange for is a hot second. Better? No, it's terrible because the stock exchange is all men too. So there was a girl in the background who had a clipboard. <laughs> so you know it's real. <laughs> <laughs> um. So she's excited about going on her first date with Burger, and. Jack Burger, not Jack Kerouac. Not Jack Kerouac, Jack what a Burger. What voicemail. Um, yeah, he leaves her this voicemail, which is like, can I just say that, like, the characterization of Jack Burger is too evolved for this show. He has too many layers for this show. He is, he has self-esteem issues. Mm-hmm. And... He's kind of nervous, like social anxiety a little wise, but like they're men don't have this kind of depth in this show. <laughs> they and have I'm daddy not, issues. And I'm not saying that that's good or bad. Like he's still a terrible human. Right. Burger. But 
he does have multiple things working for him, which is so new and different to this to this actual series. <laughs> but he leaves her this voicemail that's like, I'm not ready for like, you know, voice to voice contact, so just let me leave this message. Um I have jotted down all the times from the newspaper to see this movie. <laughs> which goddamn, do you remember? Yes, I do, because every time I was sneaking to the movies on Sunday, I would have to make a full plan. I would have to know which movies I wanted to see, when they started, and how long they ran, so I knew to prepare, like, okay, so as soon as this movie's done, I have to bounce to this theater, and I have to go from here to here, and then, okay, do I have time for the credits, or do I not have time for the credits? Okay, cool. Put over here, I'll probably miss the previews. Go, bop, bop, bop. I mm-hmm. planned the shit out. I had those fucking movie times registered, and when I walked into the theater, I'd be like, oh my god, and, and always look around, and then I would memorize what things are on which screen, so I always knew which screen to go to. I love it. Dude, I came prepared. I would be there from 11am to like midnight. I absolutely love that, like, we went from having to have a paper to know the showtimes of movies, to a phone call to Mr. Movie Phone. It's Movie Phone. It's Mr. Movie Phone. Oh my god. He does all our subliminal tracks. <laughs> Anybody who gets that, God bless you. <laughs> um, anyways, <laughs> she like we just went the whole full gamut of like, now it's on our phones, now it's on the Fandango app where we don't actually use the app, we just use it to look up showtimes. It's wild. That's our biometrics. It's so great. <laughs> anyway, so Burger has made an entire plan which is so great. It's it it does indeed show that he is a forward thinker and taking charge and that's good in a date. Yes. And I appreciate that. But also he's so fucking low self-esteem boy. Like I wouldn't want to go on a date with him. He'd be like, "How about you convince me that you're actually cool?" What do you mean? He has he collects cards off the street. God, that's see, he has a hobby. He's cool. See, even that, like, that's such a wild thing to just like associate with the character. He has too many things going on. He's kitschy. He is kitschy. And also, if someone collected things that they found on the New York City floor, I'd be like, "Don't ever fucking don't touch, touch me. Don't touch it. Your yeah. finger's not going near my labia, in my labia, in my ass, nope. in my mouth, on my nipples. Nowhere near. Don't hold my hand. Nope. You better nope. sanitize. Absolutely none of it. So she's very excited for the state. Um, so excited, in fact, that she turned down a second date with somebody else and all the girls are like what the fuck is your problem you need to go on this other date but she was right <laughs> and yeah no she was right because this guy was a nerd and just call him like that no, he was also a nervous sad boy he was also a nervous sad boy but in the like socially awkward tossed the entire table over kind of awkward. there was a bird in his hair in his eye there was a bird in his hair <sighs> i wish we could have rhymed that <laughs> Poems don't need to rhyme. You're right, but they're better when they do. It's true. (laughs) So she goes on this terrible, terrible date, and then she uh, is sitting with Miranda on some park bench somewhere in a very loud part of town. The sound design in this episode was atrocious. Terrible. And she sees Berger come out of the subway, and she runs. She should have run away. From Miranda, who was also going through, like, her entire arc. Mm-hmm. And Carrie says, oh, my God, he's going to see me and I'm ugly. And runs away. And literally <laughs> runs away. Can you imagine, like, now we can text people and be like, are you okay? She, dude, she had no idea. 
Like, legit, she could have run into traffic and died, and Miranda would never have found out. That's what I was thinking. Like, I said it as a joke, but I was like, oh, is that is this the point of the show where, like, someone's going to get hit by a car? Because every, right. every TV show has to do that. She was running away from Burger, and I thought that I was getting hit by a car. I was like, Miranda mm. wouldn't know. Yeah, she, like, balls out, ran around the corner, and runs smack dab into Aiden. Aiden, my precious Ugh. baby, who I was like... Uh, we saw him at the season finale last episode, and I was like, no, we haven't seen him since season four. Mm-hmm. It's been a minute. And what has happened in that minute? <laughs> he has a baby! He has a baby. A fucking cute little tater tot baby. Yep. yep. He's gotten married. He has a baby. He married another furniture designer. How cute is that? Yep. It's... Do you think they make their own home? I hope so. I mean, otherwise, like... What's the point? You know, it would be really great is if they were two furniture designers and they got married and they made their own home, but they went to Ikea. Ew. (laughs) Or they have two different patterns. So one's like (laughs) super cerebral and out there. And the other one's like, I like a nice minimalist couch. I He's like, this is just a plank of wood with a pillow on it. She's like, yeah. She's like, yeah, it's great. That's what we do. That's what happens. So they run into each other. They have a really weird but nice talk. Yeah. Um, and she learns from that talk and goes to the nearest payphone. Gross. Puts in a quarter and calls up Burger, who is a grown up who has a cell phone, and says, Hey, I just happen to be in the area and I see that there's a show. Do you want to go to the movie right now? And he says, Oh, sure. That's so weird. I'm totally in that area. And she's like, Wild. <laughs> And then they go to the movie, even though they're not in their date outfits that they both planned. Like, he fully admitted that he had had, a, like, an outfit, too. That's cute. Which I'm like, that's adorable. I know this doesn't go anymore and that we hate him, but I'm like, oh, that's kind of cute. Yeah. That's nice. I'm glad it pays off for her that way. I think that the reason that people are so, have such a visceral reaction to Burger is because he- The post-it note? Was that, and because <laughs> he was so quirky- like and different and interesting right as opposed to big who is a dick and aiden who is perfect right exactly okay yeah that makes sense so i think it was like oh an actual interesting guy and then not so much this is beautiful and her i couldn't help but wonder of the episode is why do we keep investing which is a very i think interesting way to think about relationships because i am at the point right now where i am having trouble investing in anyone in anything because i have such a shitty like outlook about dating and relationships right now like i want to know why why do we keep investing when we just keep losing what's the alternative And that's the thing, too. Is it really just, like, about hope and trying to go after, like, just keeping hope alive for something? Because, yeah, if you give up, then what do you even do? Which, I mean, I'm just, like, alone and it's kind of nice because I don't have to deal with anyone's shit right now. So what's the problem? So, because other people are, why aren't you with somebody? Tell them to focus on their own money and to leave you alone. (laughs) Invest your own shit. Do you want me to write you a little note? Yes. And it's just like, hey, read this. It says, hey, you just asked Paige why she's not in a relationship. One, <laughs> none of your fucking business. <laughs> Two, worry about your own shit. Three, how come you're single? Mm-hmm. Boom. You should just sat there and ate your food. Yeah. Oh, well. 
But yeah, what do you think? I think it is. I think we keep investing because there's hope. Whenever we gamble, whenever we're in the stock market, whenever we're in a romantic love, we always assume, or we hope, we hope. I don't know if we assume, Mm -hmm. but we hope that that'll be the big payoff, that you risked a little or you risked a lot, and that the payoff is that the universal being that runs everything that we do and smell (laughs) and fear and feel is saying, hey, I want to repay you for taking this risk. Here's how much you win. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think if it's not a big reward, I, did, I think we're kind of blind to it. And that makes me really upset, too. Because I feel like you can invest and then get little rewards. But because it's never the big reward that we're after, whether it be turning you from a millionaire to a billionaire. Mm-hmm. Or whether it be finding a cute person that's maybe nice, maybe not forever, but is for nice now to like keep you company. Mm-hmm. But whenever we see those people, we're like, no, you're not the ultimate goal. Right. If you're not the person I marry, I don't want to be with you. And that, I don't know, I think yeah. it's rough. It's me turning my nose up at my 19 cent checks from Cheesecake Factory dividends. Which is 19 cents more than you had. Yep. But I don't care. (laughs) Which is also fair because (laughs) it's fucking 19 cents. It's a little reward. Maybe our outlook has to change. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe the system doesn't have to change. I know, actually, the system definitely has to change. Mm -hmm. Like, it is in favor of people and actively against other people. Yes, Yes, absolutely. for sure. But also, we can also change our mindset on it. Mm-hmm. Or work on our mindset. It's true. All right. It's time for Charlotte. Charlotte time <laughs> on Sex in the City. Yeah. What is this dumb bitch up to today? Well, she is still quite pissed Smitten? off oh. um, at the fact that Harry is not letting up on this whole, nope, sorry, I have to marry a Jew thing. And to be fair, it is a little wild. Because... He orders pork. He doesn't keep kosher. It doesn't... His religion doesn't seem to mean a lot to him. And so, when Charlotte uh, prods about this, he says, Well, I promised my dead mother that I would marry a Jewish girl. And she's just like, well, I'm really... She was certainly excited that she was dead. Um, (laughs) Fitz says, I'm really sorry that she's not here with us because I feel like if she met me... And Harry says that she would love you just as much as I would. No, that's not how Jews work. (laughs) Which is true. Can attest. Like, just doesn't matter. And um, so she is considering converting. And she brings this up to him. And it is the most adult conversation of this entire series. Absolutely. She sits down with him. She gets him in a good moment where it doesn't feel like an attack. And she says, hey, I have been giving thought to what you have said of me. I would like to have an adult conversation with you about it. Mm-hmm. Nothing in either direction. Not a strong yes, not a strong no. Mm-hmm. Hypothetically, what does that entail? What would that mean? And can you explain it to me in a way that's just not it's important to you, but why it would be important to me? How I could relate to it. Mm-hmm. And he says, thank you for bringing this up. I would love to engage with you in this conversation. Here's what it means to me, and here's how I think it could relate to you, but ultimately it's up to you and your decisions. And she says, now I understand. Mm-hmm. It opens up a new channel because he says, it's important to me because I want to raise my kids Jewish. Mm-hmm. And she says, oh, okay, well, here's another factor. I may not be able to produce children for you. Mm-hmm. And if that's important to you, it's important that I tell you now. Mm-hmm. And, and it breaks her heart to say, I'm so sorry, and... You know, if this is a non-negotiable for you, if this is it for us, I understand. And he says, that's okay. We can adopt. Yeah. And 
fuck. What? Fuck. What yeah. a conversation. What a, yeah, what an amazing conversation. And she was like, but they wouldn't be yours. And he's like, eh. So great. So beautiful. That, like, I mean, there are so many people that are 100% not like that. Yeah. Yeah. That, I know all of them. Yeah. That are so much like, oh, no, it has to be from my own loins. Like, and not into adoption. Yeah. Like, I went out on a date with a guy um, last month that he said, do you think that you ever want to have kids? And I'm like, I think that ship has sailed, (laughs) y'all. Like, I don't want to be, like, about dead when they're graduating from college. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I just, it's too late. But if I got to a place in my life where... Um, I had my own home, and I was making a lot of, like, really good money. I would consider adopting a child who was older. I love that. Because they deserve to have, like, a good place to live. Would you shop local, or would you go international? (laughs) I would probably shop local. Good. Because there are plenty of children in the system here that deserve better. Like, I mean, there's plenty... I'm not saying that, like people outside of America don't deserve better also. But I feel like that kind of thing needs to start at home first. If I become Angelina Jolie, of course I'll set up franchises. Of course I will. If I am independently wealthy, I will adopt all the children. Hell yeah. But probably not going to happen. Another question, you don't have to answer it if it's too much or if it's too there. Could you see yourself adopting an ethnic child? Like, ethnic in terms of, like, a person of color is what. Yeah. I I don't think that that would factor in. Like, I don't know that I would, like, walk up to the adoption office and be like, I need an Aryan child, please. Like, I like, who is in need? What is their story? Like, I would very much attack it the way that I attack online dating, where I look at the profile and what they said first and then look at their picture. Fair. I like that. Okay. Because it really shouldn't matter what they look like. I want to know what's in their heart first. So I would read the file. And if the file was something that I wanted to do and help, then I would do that. I want to go through the adoption process. I want to know. Not I, like, I don't personally don't want to go through it, obviously. Mm-hmm. I have my parents and I'm also 90 years old. So <laughs> I cannot be adopted by anybody. Unless you have a rich uncle or aunt who is in desperate need of a house baby. In which case, yes, I will definitely be there. Um, I just want to understand how it works. I want to know, like, do you get a look at files? Do you get to know their entire history? I feel like Is there a privacy contract there? Uh, listen, the, the only thing that I know about adoption, I learned from Annie. The only thing I learned from adoption is from that movie Orphan, where she turns out to be a 39-year-old serial killer. <laughs> so. So. Another thing much we're like, unqualified to talk yeah, about. Yeah, much like American history, we know nothing. God, are we so stupid to made it this far? I don't know. I just don't remember it. I know I was taught it. But oh, it I does, definitely I, was not taught it. I grew up in Reno, Nevada. Let me tell you. <laughs> I grew up in Reno, Nevada, too. We read Consumer Reports for Kids. Like, I know What's I learned this to? shit. But, like, um, elementary school? Yeah. I'll tell you later. I don't want anyone to judge me or think <laughs> that I was, like, being snobby. Okay. Because they will. Um. <laughs> that's immediately my thought, too. I was like, mm. okay, yeah, you grew up in Reno, but which part of Reno did you grow up in? Because that's also mm. the difference. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. That no. was really rude to me. <laughs> it's true. Um, but yeah, they have they have such a beautiful conversation about this. And I'm so... 
happy that Harry's like, listen, I love you and we'll adopt. And that's why I think uh, I'm disappointed because Charlotte has such a great arc. Mm -hmm. But the show doesn't know it until it's far too late. Mm -hmm. And she grows so much while still maintaining true to her character. Mm -hmm. Because the things that she wants... She ends up getting, and they work out in favor for her. They come a plenty, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Isn't it great to get what you want?" Yep. And when he, you finally are ready to receive it, right? Because she had an idea of what she wanted, and it wasn't a paint by the numbers that she had, mm-hmm. so it didn't work out for her. And now she has this man who she is attracted to, but she wouldn't have been like attracted to. Mm-hmm. He's everything that she never wanted, mm-hmm. but, but he is everything that she needed. Right? She's he's so great to her. And beautiful to her in a way that, like, she never felt like... I think that she, in a way, like, pushed that kind of intimacy away with everybody else. Yeah. Like, she didn't really try with any other relationship to be as adult and straightforward as she is with Harry. Well, and that's also the thing, is she expected that life was going to come at her without having to put in the work. She was like, no, when it's right, it's right, and things will just work out. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. The key word to that is work. Out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to put in the work. Mm-hmm. And before, I don't think she was willing to, or she thought she was doing it in her own ways. And then it got to a certain point where she was doing the work, but the other person wasn't responding. So then she was able to see and be like, oh, this is what happens when the other person's not willing to put work in. Mm-hmm. Shit, maybe that's what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And now she's in this beautiful relationship where they're both working at it. He stated his bottom line. Mm-hmm. She stated her bottom line. And they're like, here is how we can work it out. Mm-hmm. There's still details to go over. We didn't just figure right. this out in one episode. Yep. But here's what we can do. And they even said it. They're like, this is just a conversation right now. Yes. This we- is not a plan. It is just a conversation. And I love that too, where it's just like, let's not lose our shit. Let's talk calmly about this and see where we lie in this, like, idea. Of yes. her converting. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. And it was beautiful. This is honestly the last, um, the la- like the first half, this part one or part A um, of season six of Sex and the City is so great. <laughs> we were talking about this before we started recording. But I feel like somebody in the writer's room was like, okay, so we're in the last season, you guys. Here's a really crazy idea. Stop me if you've heard this one before. Character development. (laughs) Why don't we try that with these girls? If it doesn't work out, hey, it's the last season, right? Let's just try it. And they actually, like, remember that it's not just a sterile sitcom it and it works out for them yeah and it works out mm-hmm. for them. apart from the stark market angle which that's just the problem with the stark market i don't care right it's just, the it's, show. yeah it's um this episode did a really good job of mm-hmm. building people and setting them up for what's to come in the season yeah yeah it really because really the stakes does. are high we understand where everyone is they gave us an entire like two seasons journey in an episode Mm -hmm. and that's what you do to write good television Mm -hmm. is just give them things to do but not have it be filler have it be true to them have it be true to the circumstances and their actions and have it respond to the world that they're creating for themselves that's Mm -hmm. good television Mm -hmm. and i think that uh this has a lot to do with the fact that it was both written and directed by michael patrick king who i think 
finally wanted to just turn it around and be like, okay, listen, you guys, let's get back on the train. Like, we all just got off at different stops. Like, this has been a shit show for a while. Like, let's can get we back remember on track. why we made this show? Mm-hmm. It was to portray women in a big city who are all successful and the ins and outs of love. Right. Can we stop just have wacky hijinks? Can mm-hmm. we do something real with them? Can we have them end on a good note so the women who have been watching this don't feel like killing themselves after they're done with this show? Exactly. And that's it. That's the first episode. Damn. Look at that. We did it. We totally, totally did it. And for more on American history, read a book. Which book? Any of them. Just not us. Just don't listen to this at all. God. The Magic Treehouse? Woo! Yes. Read some com- read some old consumer reports for kids because I'm sure that they don't make that anymore. Local library have them. Yes, probably, okay. but only on uh, microfiche. <laughs> the fuck is that? Oh my god, you don't know that the like the projector like film thing. Oh, that you had the thing there? that people in movies do. Yes, that's real. That's a real thing that we did as '80s kids. We went to the library and rolled through old microfiche of like newspapers why didn't you just look it up online because there was no online al gore hadn't invented it yet (laughs) (laughs) that lazy asshole (laughs) (laughs) joe (laughs) i'm gonna ask you where they can find us but you're still recovering they can find us (laughs) I'm always ready for the microphone. Okay. They can find us on Twitter and Instagram at we swear on Chanel. You can send me a personal email at I couldn't help a podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Subject line, attention, dumb bitch, hyphen, stock market, math, <laughs> general history, yes. timelines, American history, American <laughs> history X. <laughs> Edward Norton in general. In whatever. general, black people, white people. <laughs> for, for what's her name? Feruza Bulk. Feruza Bulk. <laughs> Return to Oz. Return to Oz. <laughs> Did the Oz happen during the Great Depression? <laughs> it was the Great Depression. Because that movie was expensive nuggets. It cost. No wonder. It. <laughs> Imagine the people who didn't invest in a movie that was in Technicolor. Like, how dumb do you feel now? <laughs> like, do you feel happy eating bread? And the Dust Bowl? Where was the Dust Bowl? I don't know. I thought the Dust Bowl was like a sports thing. I only... (laughs) All I know about the Great Depression I got from Grapes of Wrath and I only half read that. Because it was a boring fucking book. I did not. I cannot imagine living in the Great Depression. I would be bored out of my mind. (laughs) You just have to hoard everything according to my grandmother. That's harsh. She was a hoarder. Also, I understand my privilege (laughs) of... Growing up in the United States of America, well, I don't need to learn anything, and I'm still very successful now. Yikes. <laughs> um, being a dumb idiot has only helped me get this far, so... That's fair. Anything that I'm saying, I'm saying in place of jest, because I understand that I am incredibly privileged <laughs> to have grown up with the money that I did, with the houses that I did, with the people that I did, with the opportunities that I did, with the schooling that I did, for good or for worse. You have <laughs> a lot of white privilege for not being white. I have a lot of white privilege for not being white, <laughs> and man, let me tell you, my in- like internal racism is working for and against it every <laughs> single day of my life. It is the reason I cry when I sleep. Oh, buddy. It's one of them. No, I'm just <laughs> That's one of them. But uh, I do want to put that out there. I, yeah. I am a complete asshole, but I'm not an, I'm not an ignorant, I'm not an ignorant complete asshole that doesn't know that they're an asshole. I understand. <laughs> aware. And I, every single day I work actively 
to make sure that I'm less and less of an ignorant, dumb, complete asshole. (laughs) Whereas I fully know that my life is just one privilege after another. (laughs) Like, I know that I have it much easier than probably 90% of America. And I still struggle. (laughs) And that's a bummer. And you know what that's a problem with? The stock market. Oh my god, the fucking stock market! (laughs) I'm gonna blame the stock market for everything. You should. If they want to find you, where will they look? Besides, in a like... fucking dumpster <laughs> in an alley somewhere in downtown Reno, because that's where I deserve to live, because I'm hot garbage. <laughs> but you can find my Twitter at Joe Daniel BB. You can find me on Instagram at Petty Prince Junior. You can. Uh... Oh, I don't give my Facebook or email here because I don't want that. No. Um. Also, mm-hmm. at this point in time, when this episode is released, I have another podcast, Your Fate Bad Movie, which is a lot of fun. And me and Paige did a special episode for that show. I'm not going to tell you what movie it was. <laughs> but I think Paige is a cool writer. And she tried to convince me that this movie was great. <laughs> Listen to the episode and find out if she did or she didn't. Where can they find it? Your fave... <laughs> I was going to say your fave... <laughs> I can't. Your fave bad movie. Anywhere you find your podcast. Hashtag your fave bad movie. And that's U-R space F-A-V-E space bad space movie space. Nope. No space after that. That's just the end of the sentence. <laughs> then you're done. <laughs> and you can also email me at your fave bad movie, but that's not, you can't get anything from that. What? Your, your fave bad movie at Gmail? Yes. Okay. You're just like, you can just email me. You can just throw it out into the universe and just scream it. I'll probably get it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and Paige, where can they find you? They can find me at Paige Clarno on Twitter, um, at Paige in Reno Land on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook at Paige Clarno, comma, podcaster, etc. You can send me messages through any of those venues. Um, just just slide into those DMs, I guess. Yuck, that was gross. I would like when even when I was saying it, like I didn't work out. I apologize. I take it back. Uh, don't ever message me ever Slide again. Slide out of those DMs. Take it back. <laughs> Block her. Block me. Don't ever speak to me again. Don't speak to me or my baby Yoda son ever again. <laughs> this is the worst time to be a part of pop culture. Listen, I will die for baby Yoda. Do you even watch the show? I do. Oh, good. Okay. Why See, would I not... Would I just like something, like, adjacently? Have you ever <laughs> been online anywhere at any time at okay, all? Okay, fair enough. But I, I like Baby Yoda adjacently. I've never seen an episode of the show. I like that show adjacently because people talk about it ah. in really good ways. And I'm like, oh, that's great. And they're like, oh, you've seen it? I'm like, no. This does not interest me in any which case. They're like, but it's really good. I'm like, really good what? They're like, it's really good television. I was like, oh, okay. You can stop right there. <laughs> no. You don't have to watch Disney, it. Medieval, Knights in Space television show? No. Yeah. It is it is the spaciest of space westerns. I don't need it. With Baby Yoda. I just want the gifts. Who's so, so adorable and I would absolutely die for him. And, and here's the thing. I don't know why they call it the Mandalorian. They should just call it Baby Yoda because I don't give a shit what happens to the Mandalorian. How dare you? He's living his best life. No, he's not. He's being an idiot and he's not protecting my child. He's trying. No, he's not. I don't know anything watch about this show. The mo- or watch the movie. Watch the movie. I'm not going to. Wa- like, I only want to watch the parts with Amy Sedaris. That's fair. That's only one episode. I won't watch the episode. Where she babysits Baby Yoda. Why is it the Mandalorian babysitting him? Because he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> don't get me into it. Don't get me into it with the Mandalorian and his idiocy. 
I'm mad at him. Mad. He does not protect my child the way that my child needs to be protected. So Paige recommends that you watch The Mandalorian. I recommend that you watch High School Musical, the musical, the series. Yep. And that's our Disney Plus plug. Oh, God. How dare you? I didn't realize that's what we were doing. Never mind. I take it all back. Don't watch anything on that filthy garbage goddamn application. Pick a better hobby. I don't care about your nostalgia or your childhood. Find something new to do. But regardless of what you choose to do, please remember... Always, always pee wear, after sex. Okay. And then always wear a condom. Always wear a condom. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>